It's time to sweat it out with Anthony Mendez and Josh Evans. What is up, guys, and welcome back to the Sweat It Out podcast. Today, we have a very special guest. She is a personal trainer and the CEO of Fit Body App. On top of that, she is a new mama. Guys, please help us welcome the one and only Anna Victoria. How are you? How's everything been with, um, I know we kind of talked off the camera about um, your you know your little one you move into yes. austin telling us a little yeah. bit about that i would love to dive in more how's that experience been um especially during a time like COVID? i know that could be rough and i know you mentioned your, yeah. your little one's eight months old yeah yeah you know honestly it's funny because when i was pregnant and like you know mid COVID and everything it was like it's okay like it's all gonna be good you know i'm so grateful you know to to you know be pregnant but once I had her and once, I mean, sure, there's probably some postpartum, you know, kind of hormones going there, but that's when it was like, wow, like as, as so still so grateful as I was like, just because of COVID and not being able to have her meet family and everything and seeing her grow so quickly and hit milestones. It's been hard because of that. I think more like mentally and emotionally than anything. Um, and just not to have family support, but we're getting by and every day is getting better. <laughs> so you, uh, are you real close with your family? You come from a big family. I do. I'm one of seven. Wow. And <laughs> okay. I, yes. And I am number six. So mm. several already have, you know, I have a niece and nephew that are 23 and like 22 years oh, old, wow, you wow. know? Yeah. My, that's my oldest brother's <clears throat> kids. So, um, so yeah, we're all, you know, pretty close like not physically we live kind of all over the country but um like holidays are huge get-togethers and like of course like having babies and everything and then my husband's side of the family is all in italy he's born and raised from rome and they're also as you can imagine italian families are very very close and so yeah Mm. (laughs) yeah my uh my i have a half sister she's eight years younger than me so i kind of understand where you're coming from and yeah. uh, it's just us two, though. Thank, thank God, I couldn't imagine having another five, <laughs> five brothers and sisters. Josh, yeah. no, I can't imagine. But you know, her her father is is Italian, and I mean, he has uh, seven brothers and sisters. And I mean, the get to get like, but my mom has five brothers and sisters. He had six, so it's like wow. Our our family get togethers were, I mean, one hundred and fifty people, oh all screaming gosh. over the top of each other because I'm Irish. My sister's okay. Italian, so everyone's loud as shit. Everyone oh has gosh. to be, you know, heard the fir- the most. Oh man, it gets wild. Amazing. <laughs> so Anna, go- going into you know, kind of your background as a, as a trainer and the CEO of your app, I would love to you know talk a little bit about that because I'm sure that that was a big boom for you during the whole COVID time. <sighs> Yeah, it was. And I kind of like, oh, I feel so bad saying that, you know, because like, I don't feel bad. Can't feel bad. Thanks. But you know, yeah, we did like pretty much double, you know, our subscriber base and congrats. congrats. That's huge. That is massive. Congratulations. Yeah. And don't feel bad because look, the fact that you're getting people on there to be healthier and moving and get themselves off their minds, huge win. For sure. No, and I agree. And like, that is what I try to focus on. And truly like every, any like, you know, net profit that we have is put back into the business, you know, and to build things that we are just like, 
we do everything for our customers and we listen to like every piece of feedback and we're like, okay, we want, we're always in development ever since the app launched December, 2017, we have not stopped developing. (laughs) So yeah, we're just always trying to make it better and, you know, help people be able to live as healthy um, and have access to everything that they need, you know, from home. That's amazing. That's great. That's what's most important too. It's, 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 you know, the actual messaging behind what you're trying to do. And I think that's beautiful. Now I want to ask you being a CEO and now being a new mom and then during the COVID, how was that like handling the running the business, being a mom, you know, and then during a time like this, handling all that, you know, I'm sure somewhat anxiety and stress at times. How did you manage oh. to do that? And what are some of the things that you did to be able to, you know, push? Yeah, you know, it was borderline impossible and very stressful. And so I haven't talked about this publicly yet, just because I am like a little bit apprehensive of like the backlash or any, I I don't think that there'd be backlash, but just like judgment. But like, we had to get a nanny, like we had to get help. There is no, there's no way that you can run a business, work more than full time. My Mm -hmm. husband and I work together. So it's not like one of us can be on a meeting and coordinate around the other. Like we're both, he's the CFO, I'm the CEO. Like we're both on calls at the same time, there's, there was just no way around it without it, you know, like impacting the business. So we had to get help. And again, cause we don't have family nearby. Like some people have the luxury of having family nearby and like, we don't have that. And so it was, you know, push came to shove. It was the only decision that, you know, you made you sense. So, and, yeah. uh, and you know, in my own opinion, you should never feel bad. About I was that. about to say number that. number one number one in a in the time Thanks. Uh, right. where people you know more than ever probably need to focus on business while also taking care of their family, mm-hmm. right? And, yeah. it, and people who are at home and who are working from home probably now more than ever understand that uh, compared to when they were in an office. But also, like you know, people need jobs too, right? You're also like supplying right. somebody oh, a job, for sure. so. I, for anyone who would give you any backlash, I think you can just give them a big middle finger and tell them to yeah, pound I sand. Think it's, yeah, I think there's two things. Like, first and foremost, like, I didn't grow up with a lot of money. Like, we were, like, very middle class, just, you know, fine. But, like, the idea for me of, like, someone having a nanny, it was like, whoa, like, you're bougie, you know? Like, Where are you from? Uh, Northern California, just a okay. small town outside of Sacramento. And uh, I was raised by, well, yeah, single dad. Um And I think just the perception of like having a nanny was like just so outside of my world, you know, and yeah. Uh, wow. Yeah, how, yeah. how dare you, you know, you must be drinking champagne every morning know, and, right? and like walking not. around on pillows and, you know, <laughs> right? having, having a valet pull up with your car every morning. <laughs> no, absolutely not. But yeah, I, I appreciate it. Cause I do feel, you know, like a little bad in a way, but like you said, you know, it, we're also providing a job to someone and she's amazing 100%. and now like a part of our family and we love her so right. much. So, yeah. well, and also too, like I, so I come from a single parent home, uh, but my mother and to be honest, like she was stubborn as hell. She never wanted to ask for help, you know, yeah. no matter, not saying that she could afford a nanny. Right. But even like yeah. asking my grandmother who lived with us to, uh, you know, help was a, was something she didn't really want to do. And, you know, I think that this is, hopefully it seems to be something that across the board, not just with parenting, but also with business, with, you know, social life, with everything, people 
feeling like they can ask for help, right? No matter right. no matter whether you pay for it or whether it comes from a family member or whatever, like yeah. knowing when you need help and then going and yeah. seeking that help and getting it, you know, totally. is so important, right? Because at the end of the day, like if you need you and your husband need to run your business, then you know, the only one that's gonna suffer from not having some attention is is your kid. You know right. what I mean? Absolutely. So if you need and to get that help, then get it. Yeah, I that's actually such a great point. I'm so glad you brought that up because I have also like reflected on that that like I would like, I, I would have had a million nervous breakdowns by now, you know, like if I didn't have that help, like it would have been hurting me and it would have been hurting her as an extension. So yeah, it's really what's best for everyone. So, and I feel like, especially in the world we live in as high performers, some things at the beginning is hard to ask for help. I know we were talking about this in another podcast because, you know, as high performers and you built your business and you went through it on your own for a while, and then you're like, man, it's hard for me to ask for help because I've done it myself always. Or maybe it's hard mm-hmm. to let go some of that trust oh, because I don't know if I can trust them fully to do this and this and that. But then yeah. you realize, like, if you don't ask for help, you're not going to succeed to that mm-hmm. level of caliber you want to get to. So yeah. for everybody out there, I'm like, you got to ask for help. I'm always telling people all the time, hey, guys, part of why I'm doing the things I'm doing is because I ask for help. It's because I seek for help. You know, and I had to get over that that notion of like, oh, no, asking for help, you know, that's going to make me look weak. Or asking for yeah. help, you know, that means I'm going to put a burden on somebody else. But no, guys, like, extend the hand. You'd be surprised how many people would be like, yeah, sure, I'll help you out. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I totally relate to that in a work sense, for sure. I There were, you know, in, in times of, of a scaling and growing, um, you know, I had to learn how to trust others to do that job. And I am just, oh gosh, I'm, I'm borderline obsessed with like the customer experience and taking care of my customers. And to hand that off to someone, I'm just like, it was so hard for me to trust that they would be taken care of as good as I could, which they were, you know, but like just that mental battle. Um, one thing that I heard that really helped me kind of get over that is that if you don't ask for help, if you don't delegate whatever way you want to look at it is you create your own glass ceiling. You can only do so much as one human being. So you are limiting yourself just by default right. of not asking for help. And that is what was like, okay, it, it will even better serve my community <laughs> if I have more help. So I love that you said that because I do, I do want to dive into that a little bit more. Mm-hmm. You mentioned customer service, right? And at yeah. the end of the day, people come back to you and buy your product again or your service because of that customer service experience. Can you walk us through how your customer service experience is like and how are you able to duplicate it to your team for them to keep yeah. that consistent as possible? Yeah. So in the very beginning, 2013 was I, when I brought my first uh, employee on, who was my little sister. <laughs> she <laughs> was, you know, in, right. Yeah. She's still with us. She's now actually the director of operations. And Ooh. she is like, we I'll get into this later, but we recently brought on a chief of marketing and um, she didn't know that we were sisters. And she was just like raving about her. Like <laughs> she is a gem. Where did you find her? And I was like, well, in my mother's womb. <laughs> she so, like, she's number seven, right? She's number seven. Yes. So, yes. That's it. Lucky seven. Yes. And she, her mind was blown. She's like, I had no idea you were sisters. Like this is, do you have any other siblings like her? You know, <laughs> anyways. So, um, so she came on and started helping with customer service. And so what I did is I went through like, you know, a lot of emails or just as I was replying to emails, I started building like a database sort of, so to speak of like, these are the most commonly asked questions. Here's what my reply would be. Of course you need to tweak it to the individual. 
Um, and then we brought on our second customer service person and she just kind of, you know, carried that over to her. And as we brought on our third and our fourth, that's where we're like, okay, this Google doc is like not really cutting it. We have to like build out a kind of more advanced, um, uh, yeah, database for them to look through. And so, um, we just kind of maintained that, but tried to like fine tune it as we've grown. Um, also because like what I was noticing, this is just a small side note is some answers were becoming outdated as I've grown as a fitness professional. And like my knowledge has expanded. Like when I started back in 2012, like the whole six meals a day was the thing. Yeah, and that yeah. is you no had to eat every two hours. Thing. You had to do it. Right. Right. You have yeah. To. So I've had to go in and kind of update that based off of, you know, current research and things like that. So, but that's great that you're, you know, taking the time to do the thing that, you know, unfortunately, to be honest, most coaches probably aren't doing, especially online, yeah. right. Yeah. right. They're not going out right. there. They're not staying up to date on, on what's current in the field and, and what's really most beneficial for their clientele, mm-hmm. especially when you're as successful as you are, right? Like it's pretty easy just to, ma- it would be pretty easy just to yeah. mail it in and say, you know, I'm good. I'm collecting checks. You know, everything is fine, but that's not what you're out there to do. And, uh, you know, yeah. that's honestly great. And it's such a breath Thanks. of fresh air to hear because, you know, that's exactly what I would hope more fitness professionals were doing. Right. Right. And they're off time. <clears throat> yeah. Thank you. I, I appreciate it. And I, I definitely, I would say for the first few years, um, I don't want to say I was set in my ways, but like just what I learned in the first early days of my fitness career and personal journey. It was like, this is it. And then once like research started coming out and I was like, but like, wait, it takes a bit to get over your own ego, you know, and to be like, actually you were wrong and it's okay to admit that. And science is always evolving and you know, it's, yeah, it's important to acknowledge that. So I do unfortunately see people that do not, um, you know, that that's not their thing. And that's Should really name some unfortunate. Names. Oh God, <laughs> yeah. I can't, I can't do it. Yeah. Um, what's, what is it? I'm blanking on it. The, um, oh gosh, Dunning-Kruger effect. Yes. Is that, is that correct? You know, yeah, I just, that, I feel like I'm in the middle of the curve where it's like, I don't know everything, but I know enough to know that I don't know everything, Mm -hmm. you know? And I think that the people who haven't dove into that research and to see that like things are changing or this is what you previously thought and this is what it now is, or it's tweaked, they still are like, they don't know that there's so much out there that like the answer to almost everything is always like, it depends, <laughs> you know, yep. anyways, I could go on and on, but, um, I mean, yeah. <laughs> you know, but again, it just goes to show your value. Cause you're sitting there saying like, I, I know, I know a decent amount about mm-hmm. a couple, you know, a couple of things at least. Right. But I don't know mm-hmm. everything. And, and to your point, the, the smartest people in our field in any field, right. Are always going to say mm-hmm. we had uh, Dr. Tommy John on, you know, who is a, a legend, a legend. And one of the first things he said right out the gate was like, you know, I really don't know a lot. And we're like, you, (laughs) and we're like, whoa, you, you saved, you saved the sport of baseball. Yeah. Yeah. Essentially. Right. Because without pitchers, we wouldn't, you know, in, in, in the surgery that he created, like we wouldn't Mm -hmm. be able to have baseball because no one would be able to throw the ball. So, you know, and and, and to hear that from him, you're like, okay, well, I got, I definitely Mm -hmm. probably should say that more often than I do if he's saying it. Right. (laughs) Right. So that's great. Absolutely. And that goes to show you, though, like why they continue to be great, because that's how humbling they are, mm-hmm. you know, to be willing to learn and be wrong. And, hey, you know, yeah. maybe at that time, that's what we felt was right. And, and you know what? If, if it still helped people at that time, mm-hmm. it helped them somehow. 
because that was the right information we had for that time. And then we keep evolving. Um, so diving mm -hmm. about e evolving, I want to kind of, you know, ask you, how has your app evolved? You know, what are some of the things oh. that you've changed from the beginning of your app to where it is today? I would definitely love to know. Yeah. So it started as just like me, like it was fit body with Anna Victoria there, the fit body app for short. And it had my workout, only one workout program, um, which was kind of like an extension of my guides. So my fit body guides launched in 2015, 12 week guides, but I had about three different ones. And then that's really why, how the app came about is all of my, my girls in my community, they were like, Anna, we love this. Um, but we want it in an app form, something that is easier to follow because on a pdf it was just like you know static mm -hmm. <laughs> pictures which is we all not start somewhere great. right yes and so we you know built the app for that reason um and i did have a meal plan section in it but oh gosh what back then it was only the meal sets that was like I am big. I, I'm a numbers person. I could calculate someone's macros all day long or like tons of people's macros. Like I love doing it. And so what we did to offer a meal plan that was, um, something that someone could come in and follow, um, and have the right portions is we hand calculated out, um, 100 calorie ranges of meal plans. So if you came in, use the calculator, I think it's the Harris Benedict formula. And, uh, so if you got to like 17 to 1800 range of your calories, all the way up to like 2,400 to 2,500, we hand calculated out 12 weeks of meal plans for all the portions of the day to total up to Ooh. what that person wow. would need. My, my team hated it. I loved it. <laughs> the numbers person, I was like, I need to calculate all day. So that's kind of where the meal plan section started. Um, and then there was like a calendar and that was it. Fast forward, what, three and a half years now, we just recently expanded to bring on three other trainers. So it's no longer just me, which I'm go. like, Woo! yeah, thank you. I'm so, it's like so much pressure off of my shoulders, you know, like not only for like just providing great content, but just like, yeah, overall, like the goal was never for it to be about me. It was about giving my community what they need to succeed. Yeah. And as our community grew, there's women from all over the world, all different demographics and all different fitness goals. And like someone who may, might want yoga or someone who might want like powerlifting, I couldn't give that to them. Yeah. And I'm not going to pretend. You're not pulling 500 pounds off the ground anytime soon. No, no. Um, not anytime soon. I mean, working on PRs and all that stuff, but I'm not going to pretend to like, you know, have years of experience in like heavy lifting and powerlifting. So, so we brought on people who, who do, um, so the workouts, we now have 10 programs. We just launched our 10th program just the other day. Um, and then the meal plan section, we now expanded to have an actual food tracker so okay. that they can kind of like, you know, my fitness pal ish. And so they can track their food in the app. Um, we still have those meal sets, but now we actually pulled every single individual recipe out of those meal plans just to allow people to kind of pick a la carte type thing. Um, and we have over 300 individual recipes. Um, we have something coming soon that I can't really speak to, but it is going to change the way that people work out in the app. Okay. So that's something you some exciting. Little, little, some a hint. little nugget in there. It'll, it'll, it'll feel like um, I'm working out with you in person. Ooh. There, I'll say that. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's kind of where we're at. Um, as I mentioned, we haven't stopped developing uh, since the very beginning and I don't see us stopping anytime soon. 
That's so, awesome. Yeah. No, and, I, and I'm going to tell you one thing that the fact that you bring on coaches is, is amazing yeah. because I think one of the hardest things is, especially when you start this on your own, is you don't want to, you don't want your business to be dependent and people to know your business only because of you, your name. Yeah. And right. as you grow, it becomes harder to, harder to exit out of your business or even yep. sell it one day because your name is attached mm -hmm. to it. And you see that happen a lot, you know? So you have to like kind yeah. of figure out how can I slowly detach my name? Obviously knowing that I'm, I'm the one that owns it and runs it, but right. detach my name being the, the producer of revenue for this business and understand that, no, it's a, it's a team of other coaches in here that are bringing information value. And that's what you guys are paying for. It's the name of the app and, the, and what the app brings, not just, me yeah. you know and, and yeah. the fact that you're doing that i think that's amazing thank you yeah you hit the nail on the head um and just one other thing that i want to add that we have brought on that i'm really proud of is that we now have a registered dietitian and a physical therapist mm -hmm. on the team that all of our customers get access to for, for like just included in their membership because there were so many questions i was getting asked about diet like Personal trainers are not, that that's not their wheelhouse. You know, Say that again real quick. To, One more time. Personal One more time. trainers are not certified <laughs> to give nutrition advice. And as much as I love macros and I understand the basics, there's so much that I don't understand. And that that is the role of not even a nutritionist. People say, oh, there's a nutritionist. I'm like, nah, I a would registered be, dietitian. I, you could <laughs> technically call it, like I'm certified through precision nutrition, right? And they would, right. you, you would call yeah. me a nutritionist. But yes. I'm never going out there being like, oh, you should have seven ounces of salmon here and salt it. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. right. here's the, like probably what you're around, probably the same thing you're doing. Like here are general recipes that I really uh -huh. like. Like you need to fit them within your caloric range, right? Based on portion yeah. size. Um, right. But definitely under no circumstances yeah. would I go out there and tout myself as a and dietitian. Florida, Florida's pretty right? strict when it comes to the. Oh, you'll get fucked. You'll yeah, get fucked down here. Oh. Yeah. No, it's oh, you guys are in Florida? Yeah. Yeah. Miami. Miami. Yeah. No, oh. it's it's illegal in the state of Florida to to tout yourself as a diet as a dietitian yeah. without yeah. the license. Yeah. 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 And um, so I, I get why some do it. I think that there's definitely oh, like they don't know any better, which is not okay. That's not an excuse, you know? Mm. But um, yeah, and people, customers, I think that there's so many personal trainers out there that are offering that, that they think like, oh, that's a part, that's a part of it, that's what I expect. And so I really tried to like, put it out there like, hey guys, like this is what a registered dietitian would, you know, be doing. So you have access to her. We can, you know, answer general information, but if there's, if it ever goes beyond that, then, you know, we have someone for you. Same thing for a physical therapist. Like I was getting questions on like injuries and this and that stuff. And it's just, that's not my place. I don't have that training. Um, and I don't want to cause even more injuries. So they have a physical therapist that they can access. And I, and I love the fact that you're bringing this up because it's also, it's also a sign of relief to know that there's, there's an app of quality out there like yours mm -hmm. that, you know, doesn't want to try to do all these things that they're are not in their mm -hmm. in their scope of practice and they're not yeah. scared to refer out their clients mm -hmm. and i tell people all the time actually some of the best trainers and the best people whether you're online or in or in person is those who have a team around them of people they can refer yeah. them out to because your client will thank you later for doing that for them well not to mention you want to make you want to make even more money yeah faster right mm -hmm. you refer out to other people guess what commission. those people well commission right but even besides mm -hmm. that even if you didn't take commission you don't think you giving someone else business is 100%. going to make them want to give you more business. Right. The yeah, all, I, I never, never even had to attempt to try to get a client when I was in person because 
my network of other professionals, whether they be doctors, dentists, you know, uh, chiropractors, massage therapists, I was referring all my clients to them so much so yeah. that they're like, listen, I, we don't even have, you got to stop because we don't have any more room. Oh <laughs> and right. that's how I would get all, they'd be like, oh, we have someone perfect for you. Right. Or, you know, yeah. we know that, you know, someone who would be perfect for them. So, yeah. so help us out. Right. And it's, it's, a, it's really understanding that it's not this zero sum game. Right. Whereas like if you win, I lose, or if Mendez wins, we both lose. Right. right? It's there's. Yeah. Enough people with enough money out here, and I mean, being here in Miami, being I'm sure you're in Austin, you understand this yeah. better than anybody, right? There is an ungodly amount of money in this world. Yeah. You know, you just have to find the right people for right. what you're trying to uh, accomplish and, and what you're trying to really put out into the world itself. So, Anna, now, yeah. that, now that we're on this topic, because now I'm interested, especially in the mm -hmm. online world, mm -hmm. wh what are your some ways that you market to bring in, you know, leads on the business side? And to be able to serve them and who, who's your audience? Yeah. So it's funny because my audience is me kind of like it's my, it's like a, and I don't say that because that was intentionally my audience. It's just what happened because when I started on Instagram, um, girls started following me at the time I was living in Italy with my husband or at the time boyfriend and they were He's like, not oh, like there's that. a girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, the, right. You know, but at the time girl, people follow me because of like, yes, fitness, but they're like, oh my gosh, this American girl that's my age living in Italy. And like, I constantly was posting, you know, all the sites and everything. And I think that, and then of course, like, because I just always shared very like transparently about my fitness journey. Like I'm a personal trainer and sometimes I hate working out type thing, but like, you know, benefits, et cetera. Um, that just kind of like automatically grew my community and like attracted girls that were in the same space and in a similar time period of their life into my community. And so, yeah, so, but I will say that, like I said, as it's grown, it's grown outside of, you know, me or like women like me, which is always what I wanted because I never, I never wanted it to just be about like, you know, yeah, me and like girls that are, I'm like, could see, I don't even know. I'm, I feel like it's so important to be accessible to anyone, no matter where they're at, no matter what their background is like. I played like softball in high school. You know, you guys are talking about baseball, you know, I, I played softball and that's like my sport. What position? But, like yeah. first base. Nice. Okay. I was a first baseman. Yeah. Ah, awesome. Are you left-handed? You're left-handed? So I am, but I'm right-handed in softball. What? Really? And they put you at first <laughs> yes. base? Yes. I, I think because I'm not that I'm super tall, 5'7", but I can, can like stretch a lot. Okay. So like- You it look like you're, you're lengthy. Yeah, yeah. And uh, flexible. So like yeah. I could just keep my foot on the base and like completely stretch out. Um, so that worked for me. I'm going to steal. I'm going to steal that from you, actually, because my my reason is just because I was fat and they didn't want me. I couldn't oh run. Gosh. I couldn't run. So they're like, listen, fatty, just play. And I was left handed, like, just play first base fatty and everything will be good. So I'm going to steal you and be like, listen, That's I was funny. just very long. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, hey, that works. But, you know, it's so funny you say that because I, too, was like not a runner. I like still it's never been my strong suit and at first base yeah like you might have to you know if there's a bunt you know at home plate you might have to run in a bit but that's about yeah, it yeah nah, no mail it in i'm not going me. for that you can so, you can he's getting it he's getting to home yeah <laughs> i'm not running for that ball so are you smashing homers 
you oh my gosh so in high school I don't know what it was I had a huge disconnect between like looking at the ball coming like I would automatically look out to center field and I would miss I would strike out constantly and then once I you know graduated high school and everything that's when I stopped playing was high school because I had to get a job you know and support myself um I remember going to the batting cages one time and it just clicked I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was the pressure, like, but no. I, remember, I know I was like, seriously, like after all this time, my dad was my coach, you know, and like all, him always like being like, Anna, keep your eye on the ball. And just something, I don't know if it was maybe the, the pressure wasn't there anymore, but I was batting, you know, better than I ever did in my life. <laughs> so that's so the way it goes. Was softball the thing that got you to consider going into training and coaching and all? Oh no. Oh no. Those were like two different worlds. Like I played softball in high school, just, you know, as lots of kids do to stay active. I actually had to stop playing when I was 16 to get a, a part-time job. My dad said, if you want to get your license, you got to pay for your own gas. You're going to get a job, you know, I remember that. <clears throat> uh-huh. And then in um, college, I also worked full-time while going to school full-time. I was completely financially independent the moment I turned 18. Um, so I didn't have any time to like play sports or anything, but I will say that I think the lack of activity going into college, you know, um, that contributed to the health problems I eventually started having that turned me to fitness to begin start taking care of myself for me my intro my entry into my fitness journey was about not at all how i looked although like i would have loved to have like a flatter stomach i just never thought it was possible um but i was having health problems and um seeing my dad be on medication for his entire life. I was like, I don't want to go down that route. So I want to try to do something about it. And that's when I started working out, trying to figure out how to eat healthy. And yeah, that's kind of what and brought and us here. here we are here's Anna <laughs> yeah. today with her amazing app. No, it, it's so <laughs> funny that somehow I, I always feel like as coaches, like we usually tend to jump into these coaching realms because of our past mm -hmm. experiences or because some reflection of our family and us not wanting to go down that route or us having health issues. And yeah. um, you're seeing more coaches popping up more and more and more and more, um, you know, because mm -hmm. they feel like, okay, this is a way I can work on myself. And then if I get into the field, I can also maintain is myself. It, is it, or, know, or is it the free gym membership? Uh, <laughs> I don't Could know. Could be a little bit of both, right? I don't yeah. Well, maybe not because of COVID because there's well, not a lot of gyms open up. Definitely but. not. But I don't know. I mean, we worked at Equinox, man. There's a lot of guys there. Like, I, true. I plenty of guys would come right in and be like, that. "Oh yeah, I'm gonna work like I'm gonna work like ten until four, and then I'm gonna get out of there." And I would be like, "You're gonna make it a week, really? a week." Like, all right, if you're showing up at ten to four, I'm gonna get so many clients because nobody's yeah. gonna be here. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> it's, uh, it's crazy, especially that we were. I don't know if you've worked uh, in a, in a gym before, but you know the gym environment environment was definitely like you'll see the turnover rate like, oh at equinox mm -hmm. it, for for brand new yeah. trainers it was over i think 75 percent wow wow i probably I three and a half years at equinox i probably saw 250 yeah, tra trainers it was, yeah and and we're talking managers as well <laughs> oh i probably went through i think i went through six or seven managers Wow. Yeah. Did you start in person before you got into your app online? I didn't. So I, um, because when I started my fitness journey, we actually moved to China. Oh, wow. <laughs> so wow. From Italy wow. to China, huh? How was that? Yeah, well, so from China to Italy. So, oh, so those um, Instagram pictures changed. They did, yes. <laughs> A lot well, more so clarity, not so much smog. <laughs> yes. 
Yeah. Um, so I, we moved to China, um, fall 2012 and winter 2012 is when my, you know, at the time boyfriend, he was like, Anna, like you really need to start taking care of yourself. It was also him. He was like, you're having health problems. Like it's probably cause you're eating goldfish crackers for dinner every night, you know? And I was like, leave me alone. It's fine. It's delicious. But he's Italian. Like their, their food culture is very different from ours. It's very fresh and uh, balanced without really even trying. And so he is one who encouraged me to start working out, eating healthy. Um, and so what's, I created- What's your husband's in- name? Luca. Luca, shout out to Luca. Yes, yeah. <laughs> well, it's funny because he's kind of kicking himself now because I'm the one that's like, ahem. Like, <laughs> he's like, full circle. Full circle. Yeah. Full circle. Yes, yes. And you're, and you're, so, and you're like, you're, you're uh, my business partner. <laughs> I do right, that. Right. I do yeah. that with my, with my girlfriend. I'm like, oh god. Yeah. She's like, uh, aren't we supposed to be cooking at home tonight? I'm like, shut <laughs> up. I already got Uber yeah. Eats open. We're fucking ordering. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So what um, what made you want to go into the online straight head? That made you realize that that was what you wanted. Yeah. So it was. I mean, gosh, kind of an accident. And sometimes I say that, and I'm like, should I be proud of that or embarrassed by that? Because very little of what I created was on purpose. Like it just kind of. I've always been someone that like I will seize the opportunity that's in front of me. Like when I graduated high school, my friends were like, "Do you want to move to San Diego next week?" And I was like, "Sure, let's do it." You know, when he once I was in San Diego, I went to University of San Diego, and you know, he was Luca was like, "Do you want to move to China this you know fall?" And I was like, "Let's do it." You know, and. I think that that is what has served me best more than anything else. There wasn't any like, oh, I'm going to be Instagram famous and, you know, like get, make all this money on Instagram. It was purely I was in China. I was in a completely unknown place. I didn't know anyone other than my boyfriend. Um, I'm starting to work out. I kind of hate it, but like I really want to give this my all. So like there's this thing called Instagram where you post pictures. So like, I'm going to just post things that motivate me. It was kind of like a digital journal for me. Um, and I was anonymous again. It wasn't about me. Like it wasn't to be like, I'm going to post pictures of myself, like an influencer back in 2012 didn't exist. And so I just shared, like I said, things that motivated me, what I was learning. And because I was one of the first Instagram fitness pages, it just organically grew. That's not the page I have today. That's a separate one. I eventually branched off once I realized, okay, I do want to share more of like my personal journey or it was also that once I shared my, my transformation, um, on that page, people were connecting with me so much more than like these kind of like random posts that I was doing. So that's what prompted me to branch off and create kind of like my own personal brand. So, well, and you know what, it, it, it goes to show you that authenticity right and yeah. and just being there to like you were saying you were showing your journey right you were just trying yeah. to educate people through the experiences that you were having and i think too often nowadays we talk about this quite a bit i know i know anthony tells his, all of his uh you know the uh the clients that work with him you know that it's it is about being authentic it's not trying to copy what someone else is doing what someone else right. is putting out how they're going about their business what they're doing for their workout what they're eating you know what time they're going to bed none of that matters right what matters is what yeah. you're going through right and and mm-hmm. how in in the learning experiences that you can share with others through what you're going through right and i feel right. like unfortunately some of the fitness industry has kind of gotten away from that right and started posting uh, you know 
people smashing watermelons on their abs as they do sit-ups and, you know, backflips on BOSU balls while doing a power clean. And uh, <laughs> I think, you know, luckily there's people like you, like Mendes, like myself, who, yeah. are, who are really drawing the focus back towards right. learning experiences, right? Because the, right. at the end of the day, all of that shit is great to get attention, but none of it is going to move the needle in anyone's life. Right. Not, none yeah. of that. Um, there's a quote that I read. Let's see if I can get it right. I feel like anytime I'm put on the spot, I completely butcher the quotes, <laughs> but it was something along the lines of, you know, from a business perspective, if you are looking at what the competition is doing, that is what represents the past. Your customers are what represent the future. Because if you're looking at what they're doing, that's already been strategized and planned out for six months. And they're paying attention to what people were already telling them. And that's, yeah, just going to send you down a road of like, not standing out and doing something that's already been done versus if you're listening to your customers, like that is what is the future. That's what hasn't been done yet that they're looking for. So Spot that's on. another thing Spot I try on. to focus I, on. I love that because, you know, there's definitely one thing. Look, and I get to people all the time. Obviously we're going to see people that, especially as trainers or so many, we're going to see people that work, you know, what you call competition and stuff like that. And look, yeah. there's nothing wrong with, um, getting ideas and getting little things from mm -hmm. here to there and, you know, applying something you mm -hmm. like, there's nothing wrong with that. But, with, but when you start comparing and sitting there and like, mm -hmm. man, oh, but no, and this, it's crippling doing, too it, as it's, well. Yeah. And it messes you know? with your, with your yeah. mental psyche. Mm -hmm. And you know, when you do that, it's unhealthy, you know, so you're absolutely right. You know, sitting there and, and doing that comparison with, with your competition and, and, and doing it like that constantly does jeopardize, first of all, your health and also jeopardizes your growth because then you mm -hmm. take the focus off what your real mission is with your business, right? Because now you're trying to tail it around what they're doing and now right. the message can 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 come across differently and you don't want to do that either, which is definitely a, a route that you don't want to take as a business owner. Right, absolutely. So I want to ask you, um, kind of lead me, leading down to where, where things are going, what would you say is the biggest thing that you're looking most forward to when it comes to your business and your app now going into the next five years? Yeah, that's a great question. I feel like if we could take five years and bring it down to like one, because okay. <laughs> like there's so it. much, there's so much that changes. I could say two. I feel like two is like the most we could look out to. Um, so like I mentioned, we recently brought on a chief of marketing. Um, she's amazing, has so much industry experience. And this is something that we've been working towards for the entire time, you know, because as much as I am so proud of what we have built myself and my husband up to now we haven't had that industry experience and everything has been like this is what i think sounds great where she actually like knows what she's doing and can really help us scale so that was like a huge step for us and then the next step would eventually be to bring on investors and to help us scale even more um i feel like we've really kind of brought the company to where it can be uh, just on the two of us. And then there's like the next step is having that CMO on and then to be able to go into pitch. And like you said, I mean, as much as I love what I do and I don't foresee me not doing this, um, who knows what the future holds. And I want to be able to set the brand up to where yeah, we could, I don't want to say completely exit, but at least have it not be so dependent on me. And like, you know, it is physically exhausting <laughs> sometimes. And I, I, gosh, like as much as I preach like balance and like, you don't need to have abs to be healthy. And like, it's not about the physical results. 
90% of people just want to see like rock hard abs and that's what's get what gets them. And I'm, I'm working hard to like try to change that perception. But another thing I've realized is like, if that get, not to say that I give into any of those things, but if whatever that they're interested in physical results gets them in the door and gets them to a point where you can tell them, Hey, yes, like this is going to help you get, you know, whatever results aesthetics you are wanting to achieve, but that's not what it's all about. And they learn through their journey that there's so many other benefits, the non-scale or non-physical benefits that is going to leave them better off versus them going to someone, oh my gosh, I'm going to drop one name, V shred. That is like, just so, do you guys know who I'm talking about? No, but I'm glad I oh don't. My God. I'm glad no, I don't. Yeah. I'm sure. definitely going to look it up after men is going to be mad. Cause I'm going to be He's like one of triggered the- after this. I, my friend actually used to date him and like, that's how I knew who he was. And once I started seeing his ads, I'm like, this guy is so toxic, like textbook diet culture, just like false promises, like telling people that they can eat according to their body type and like all these things like, oh, it's so bad. Um, so yeah, like if I, if we don't at least like welcome them in and like say, it's okay to want physical results, they're going to go to someone else that is telling them that, that is so toxic and so non-scientific. So, um, yeah, I feel like I went on a tangent there from the original question. Yeah, we love it. But you know, it really just goes to show there's, there's a reason why you're, you're able to build such a amazing, large, sustainable community, right? It's because you're not one of those people. Yeah. You're not someone yeah. who's going to set someone up for failure yep. before they even get started, mm-hmm. right? You're right. going to be realistic with them and you're going to tell them what's really going to, what they're really going to expect on this journey because you've been al- along that journey, right? Right. And, yes. And it's one thing to always be super shredded and super in shape and tell people like, Oh, you can do it. It's another to have gone through that yourself right. and mm-hmm. to be able to really tell people like, listen, I completely understand where you're at mentally. I understand yeah. the struggle you're going through. I'm not you, your experience is your experience, but yeah. I've gone through a similar path. And you know, if you keep fighting and you keep working really hard, you're going to be able to come out on the other side. Right. And, and right. I'm telling you that because I've been able to do that. Right. And, uh, yeah. you know, I think that it's just so, and I'll, I'll let you kind of continue on with that if you'd like, but, yeah. uh, you know, I just want to say before, you know, we wrap things up and, and, and Mendez asked you a couple final questions here, like Anna, it's, it's so great to be able to talk with people like yourself, especially women. And, and we brought yeah. this up on a couple other podcasts, right? Like in such a male dominated field, right? Mm-hmm. Fitness to be able to see someone like yourself not being pulled in to that type of culture, right? Where it, yeah. it's very easy, especially as a female, to get sucked into the fit tees and the waist trainers oh and all gosh. that stuff, right? <laughs> yeah. To not be that person, right? Yeah. And and to be able to enlighten and 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 help so many other people grow in their own journeys is, is tremendous to see. And I want to thank you from that from the bottom yeah, of my heart. I really heart. appreciate you and what you're doing and the quality of work that you're delivering and the impact into into your community. Thank you. I mean, that means so much coming from you guys. And like, it really means a lot to me. And I just, I also thank the other women in the industry that are like, so he fit, you know, Katie crew, like so many that are, they are also leading the way. And um, yeah, I don't think that I could be doing what I do without their example either. So Uh, we got to say once again, you know, really appreciate you coming on. Really appreciate your time because I know you're busy and you're a mom and really appreciate you, you know, 
believing in our in our uh, platform and wanting Absolutely. to be part of it because that, that means a lot to us. So rapid fire questions, how we always end them. We're going to get you on this hot seat. <laughs> All right. Question number one. If you can only pick one fitness tool to use forever, which one would it be? Oh, my goodness. Rapid fire. Um, dumbbells. Dumbbells. Question number two. What was the craziest and wildest experience you ever had in your career? Oh, gosh. I, I thought you were going to say my life. I was going to say shark cage diving. Absolutely. <laughs> in my career. Um, oh, my goodness. I think the – oh, gosh. Oh, I'm not good at the rapid part of this. <laughs> There's just so many things that come to my mind. And it might not be the craziest, but maybe just like, yeah, crazy. And like, is this my life? Is like just being able to help people who come to me and say like, you saved my life. Like you're, you spoke to me like no one else ever did. Anytime I've ever doubted myself because I'm like, I don't know everything. And my imposter syndrome, you know, when I get those messages, that is what is crazy and amazing. And you know, there's no better feeling why I'm here. There's no better feeling. feeling. All right. If there's one thing that you can change in the fitness industry right now, or where you'd like to see change, what would that be? Women not being like to tell women, don't be afraid to lift weights. Mm, Love that one. And last and final question, what is the biggest piece of advice you can leave off to all our listeners today in one sentence? Whether you think you can or you can't, you're right. Money. Mm-hmm. Way to <laughs> end it. Guys, you heard it from Anna herself. Please make sure to go check out her app. And guys, um, actually, Anna, let everybody know where they can find you real quick, the name of your app again, and where they can connect with you. Yes, so I'm Anna Victoria on Instagram, at Anna Victoria. Um, and my app is at Fitbody app on Instagram or on iTunes, Google play store. That's about it. Oh, <laughs> you guys go check her out. Thank you again, Anna, for coming on. Oh, such an honor. Thank you guys so much. This was great. Awesome. Welcome. Until next time, everybody. Okay. Thank you for listening to Sweat It Out with Anthony Mendez and Josh Evans. Enjoyed this episode? Make sure to subscribe, rate, and leave a review.